Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports, who covers Mississippi State Bulldogs. And, Robbie, we appreciate you joining us. I know it's been a crazy and tough uh, few days for you, but uh, just kind of start with, you know, Mike Leach and the announcement and also just uh, your immediate reaction to hearing the news. Yeah, just uh... – Shocking news, obviously, um, you know, and today's news, not really unexpected uh, from what we've learned in the past few days. This is this has been kind of the, the end result from this since Sunday, um, just because of the, the medical nature of everything. It, it was just going to be very difficult for Mike Leach to, to come back from uh, what all happened starting on Sunday, and it's like I said, just a, a shocking uh, turn of events. We knew that Mike had been dealing with some health issues, but nobody, and of course, including Mike, obviously, could have expected that this was coming. This was kind of a sudden thing that happened on Sunday morning. Um, Saturday night, uh, we were having a, uh, a get-together Christmas party for a lot of uh, friends in Starville, whether it be in the media or, or some other friends that we have. And Mike was invited by uh, my friend and co-host, Brian Haydad, uh, to his house. Uh, and Mike came in, hung out with us for about 30 minutes, seemed in great spirits. And uh, so finding out at lunch on Sunday that there was some kind of medical emergency with Mike was obviously very shocking and concerning. And shortly after finding out all of that uh, information, it became apparent that it was very serious. And it was not, you know, just a health scare. This was something that was life-threatening and eventually would take Mike's life uh, uh, either late Monday night or early Tuesday morning. In recent interviews, we've heard Coach Leach, and he's uh, he was coughing quite a bit. And you say you saw him on Saturday night, so – you didn't have any kind of indication at the time, but was he still suffering from any kind of cough or anything at the time? No, you know, he's been dealing with this cough and, and things of that nature since he was at Washington State, but I do think that that was probably related to some of the issues he was having from a health standpoint. It didn't seem any different than what we've seen in the in the last uh, few months or so from Mike. He had a bout with pneumonia after suffering from the flu earlier this year during the season. And after that, he was uh, really struggling with that cough a little bit. And uh, it was it was very apparent that he was having some health issues but didn't seem to be anything that was uh, life-threatening or anything like that. And on Saturday, it seemed perfectly normal. I, di- I didn't see anything out of the ordinary from him. We had a good conversation. He talked to us about football and uh, tweets and all kind of stuff. And it seemed like he was in good spirits. He was there with his son, so we got a chance to meet his son, who was in town, and uh, didn't seem anything was uh, alarming as far as uh, his health was concerned. Now, Robbie, it's something that I know you've been covering Mississippi State football for a long time now, and uh, probably had a, a pretty 
a good relationship with Coach Leach and, and being able to talk to him. All, all we know is usually what we see from, you know, his famous clips and, and his quotes and, of course, some of his famous games. But since you had more of a, a, a personal relationship with him, like what can you tell us about what he was like in person, not on camera, kind of off the cuff? Was he the same guy that uh, you saw on those uh, interviews and press conferences that he was in person? Mike was actually much more colorful away from the camera than he was on camera. I think he felt more comfortable not discussing his job on a regular basis. If you had a conversation with Mike, it was never going to be about sports. He might tell a story that involved uh, you know, a sporting event or involved his team or a player that he coached, but it was never really about sports. He was uh, a guy that would sit down and talk to anybody. It didn't matter if you were the president of the United States or just an average Joe fan um, or even a kid. He would sit down and he would take time with uh, no matter who the person was. And I think that's what made him such a likable person if you knew him. The people that, that uh, were annoyed by him or didn't like him were people that just didn't know him because you could not know Mike Leach and dislike him. He was a person that was very personable. Uh, and like I said, never too good to talk to anybody. He'll, he could discuss just about any topic, and he didn't mind uh, taking time to talk to you, take a picture with you, and things like that. And you know, some of the best conversations that we had with him in the media were when the cameras were turned off and we're talking about Yellowstone or Better Call Saul or uh, things of that nature. You know, I remember one day he explained where everything was filmed on the third season of Yellowstone. That, that happens in, in Utah, and this is in Wyoming. You know, he, he knew all the intricate details of that show and where everything was there because he was from up around there in, in Cody, Wyoming. But that's the kind of person that he was. I mean, he was a guy that was, uh, was an off-the-cuff kind of guy. He was going to uh, have a conversation as long as he wanted to with whoever he wanted to, and uh, nobody was going to give him any kind of uh, time constraints or anything like that. I mean, he was just a genuine personality. And once you got to know him, you didn't realize you were talking to a college football icon. Uh, I felt like I was—I felt like I was in a room with a celebrity one time with Mike Leach, and that was his introductory press conference. And after that, it just felt like a, another guy. You mentioned uh, conversations about sweets. There's a memorial outside Davis Wade Stadium, which includes flowers, sweets, and some of uh, Coach Leach's favorite things that he liked and liked to talk about. Yeah, I just saw that, actually. I, I went over there a while ago just to uh, check out the scene. You know, ESPN's out there right now. They've, they've got a table full of flowers and gifts and things like that. He was a big uh, sweet guy, so we saw some Almond Joy out there, uh, a box of Sprees, uh, the Nerd Clusters, which, by the way, are just incredible. He was right on with that. I had never had those before until he mentioned it in the interview, and uh, those things are unbelievable. I can't eat another candy um, above those from now on. But, yeah, you know, he was he was one-of-a-kind personality, and I think people um, realized, you know, what, what he loved the most, and that's what you're starting to see out there on those tables just as a um, memorial of sorts to, to Mike. 
So, Robbie, I know that there's just a lot of times that you could probably look back and remember, but when it comes to just him, his time at Mississippi State, uh, just what, what would you say is kind of the one thing or the one moment that will stand out to you the most when he was the head coach there at Mississippi State? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of interesting. As, as far as his coaching is concerned, a couple of games really stood out to me in his first two years. Of course, his first game against LSU, we didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, there was a lot of pieces from Joe Moorhead's team and Dan Mullen's teams on his uh, squad, and we knew that it was probably going to be a work in progress. He had brought in a, a quarterback out of Stanford and KJ Costello, and they were slowly kind of implementing the offense. And to come out in game one, LSU with Bo Pelini that decided to, to run a man defense the entire game and Mike just ate that up. Uh, and if you've watched this this offense in the three years that he was here, when they got man defense, a lot of times there was a lot of success in the air raid. And State put an SEC record in passing game one. And a lot of us thought, my gosh, this is going to be this is going to be a wild trip with Mike Leach and the SEC. So that one really stood out to me. The Auburn game last year in the Plains, State got down by three touchdowns, three or four touchdowns in that game, came back and, and won the ball game against Auburn on the road. That was a really memorable moment as well. And you've already seen a lot of records being broken uh, in three years under Mike Leach. I mean, this is a program that has been, um, you know, running the running game is in the staple here at Mississippi State. So to see them throwing the ball around like this has really been something to watch. Uh, but he definitely left his mark at Mississippi State just as he did at Washington State and Texas Tech. What are immediate plans around the team as they prepare for a bowl game? Uh, you would think that maybe some of the practices would be postponed or, or put off for a bit. Yeah, I haven't heard of a schedule yet. Yesterday I had heard that uh, they had already said that uh, their next practice was going to be, I believe, tomorrow. Um, and that was before all this stuff happened. And, Mike, that was the next scheduled practice. They had a few days off, and then they're going to come back and, and practice again. I imagine that will probably be delayed a couple of days, but I think they're hoping to get back to work maybe later in the weekend. You know, they're still planning out a possible memorial service on campus. We don't know what the, the funeral arrangements are going to be. So still a lot of lot to work through. And as you guys know, I mean, this is an unprecedented situation uh, that's happened here. There hasn't been many coaches ever die uh, while on the job. At, at their at their schools, so this is something that everyone's trying to work through and trying to figure out. Yeah, and I know that it, it makes it difficult too. But I feel like I would assume at least that it probably makes it even more difficult when Mississippi State's you know still looking for an athletic director. So there's not even really a a point of leadership there within the program. Obviously, there's a lot more serious things than that. But uh, like, what what's kind of the impact of where this leaves the athletic department? Not only having such a tragic thing like this with losing. Mike Leach, but uh, also the, the athletic director search and, and everything. It seems like it uh, it really puts a lot of things into perspective, but also some things on hold as well. No doubt, and those are things that you unfortunately have to discuss at this point because there's still a, a multi-million dollar business right here, and that's what this is now in college sports, uh, sitting there in, in Mississippi State's football program, and the the immediate 
thought is that Jack Arnett is going to be coaching for Mississippi State moving forward. I don't know if that's going to be with an interim tag or or what, but um, you know, some people I've talked to, they're they're probably going they're probably going to test their selves with the with a coach maybe looking around and and searching a little bit, but at the same time, Zach Arnett's in charge of this program. I think it, it might be you know best for this program with a week out from signing day, a bowl game coming up, and you don't have an AD. It's probably going to be best to keep Zach Arnett in that post for a while to just keep everybody together because with the transfer portal and all that, it puts a lot of pressure on things to be stabilized here. It can get out of control quickly. So I know they had a Zoom meeting today with the team kind of discussing that, you know, they need everybody to stay together and all that, but they've got to keep a roster together. They have to uh, finish a signing class. They have to. They were supposed to bring in uh, double-digit transfer guys this week for a visit. It's just uh, the, the timing of this is never good, and it's an awful situation no matter when it happens. But it's even worse right now for Mississippi State a week out from signing day and with no AD uh, in place. So it's just right now there's just a lot of questions around Mississippi State's program moving forward to no one's fault. But that's just where things are. Now, we talked about sweets, and we know that Coach Leach, he would talk about pirates, and uh, he pretty much was a free spirit. But is there anything else um, that you know because you were closer to him and know him personally? Anything, any other insights you can give us about Coach Leach? Just that he was an absolute genius. I, I don't think I've ever met anyone smarter. And I, I'm I genuinely believe that he was a person that a lot of people on the outside looking in look at as goofy or um you know a little strange but on the inside mike leach was an absolute genius he could have done uh, a million different things he decided to be a football coach and just like what what he would have done in any other job he did it uh as well as anybody um i thought that uh you know, he was incredibly insightful in the conversations that I had with him about just about anything. He could talk to you about a TV show, or he could talk to you about, um, you know, Native Americans in the South. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's incredible the, the amount of knowledge that he had, that Civil War knowledge, World War II knowledge. He's written a, a book on Geronimo. Uh, he just was an absolute brilliant man. And beyond the fact that the world lost one of the great college football coaches of all time, they lost a brilliant man that was incredibly genuine and somebody that will uh, greatly be missed across the landscape of life, much less college football. Well, Robbie, I know that uh, you get, you've had a lot of questions thrown your way, too. I am curious about this one thing, and this is not mean as any sort of insult or anything like that, but the one thing that I always found interesting about Mike Leach is he always went to programs and had success that a lot of people may not see as a, a high-caliber job or a, a job in a conference that's really hard to win out, whatever it may be. He did it at Texas Tech, had success. He did it at Washington State in the Pac-12, had success. He did it at Mississippi State and had success. I guess when going to his personality, what do you, why do you think he always took on jobs like that where, you know, a lot of other coaches would say, oh, I'm going to wait out for a, a bigger job or one of those, you know, big-time schools. But it seemed like he always was had, a, had an ability to make schools that uh, a lot of people maybe passed over 
into being highly competitive in their respective conferences? Well, I think for one, he, he wanted a challenge, and he showed at three different schools that he could build a program into being competitive in uh, Power 5 conferences. He went to conference championships in the Big 12 and the Pac-12. He could have been in position to do that at Mississippi State as well. I mean, last couple of years, he's a win or two away from finishing second uh, in the league uh, or in the SEC West, I guess. And, uh, you know, I think there was certainly for other colleges, I think there was certainly some concern on how he would be able to handle uh, boosters and being a yes man because in a lot of places it's almost required for coaches to be able to work hand in hand with boosters and and things like that. I don't think that that Mike Leach would have been a guy that would cater to a lot of people's needs. He's going to do things his way, and uh, I think that's what made him so genuine and so special too. But I think a lot of people were scared to take a shot on him. John Cohen was not scared of that. John Cohen, who is now at Auburn, the AD, he wanted to see what Mike Leach could do in the SEC. John Cohen was like Mike Leach. He, he was up for challenge. And uh, I know Tennessee had, had looked at him a little bit and maybe some other schools in the SEC before, but nobody had really pulled the trigger on him. John Cohen was not scared of that because Cohen always said that at Mississippi State, you got to do things a little differently than some places. And I thought Mike Leach fit in perfectly at Mississippi State in the end. He um, basically became a Mississippian and um, was just like one of us. And I think that's why he will always be beloved by people here because of uh, the, the genuine nature that he had and the fact that he just absolutely loved it here in Mississippi with how simple things were. It was the same way at Lubbock and the same way at Pullman. Well, Robbie, we appreciate you joining us, man. I know it's been a crazy and an emotional time for everybody there in Starkville and in the Mississippi State community, but I know here in the state of Arkansas there's a lot of people uh, giving their thoughts and prayers to to the Mike Leach family and to the Mississippi State community. So uh, we appreciate you coming on, making time for us, man, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, you can have a, have a great rest of your week and have a great holiday season, all right? Thanks a lot, man. Same to y'all. Hope y'all have a good day.